Good evening, everyone. And I welcome you to this day of the Pentecost. And I want to say happy birthday to all of you. Kind of strange as it is, today the Pentecost is the birth of the church. That's why we say happy birthday to all of us, because we know the church is not the building, as we saw in the first reading. I was preparing this homily today. I remember the story of a young girl. Her class was going on a picnic. And the mom said, no, you're not going. So she asked, why? Of course, that's all the question asked is always why, why, why? So the mom said, because I said so. She said, okay. So as the week went on, she gave up the idea of going. Then on Saturday morning, the day of the picnic, the mom wakes up and says, okay, wake up and you're going for the picnic because I've changed my mind. The girl says, I don't want to go. Mom says, why? What, what changed? She said, I've been praying to the Holy Spirit that it should rain today, so I'm not going. When the Spirit comes, it doesn't come to interfere in our lives or the lives of others, but it comes to help us attain our ultimate goal in life. That's the role of the Spirit, to enable us attain our ultimate goal in life. So what is your ultimate goal in life? Here and life to come. To understand the, the, how important this day is, I want us to take first a small, simple recap into the Old Testament and see why this day is so special for us. When God decided to form a community of people, he called the Israelites out of Egypt. And in them, he formed a community he gave, him, he gave them his laws. He gave them Moses. And what happened that God sent his spirit on those he chose. He gave his spirit to Moses. And Moses became the mediator between God and his people. And as time goes, we go to the book of Judges. The spirit of God, God comes to every, every judge he appoints. And their role is to help the people to know what God is doing, what God expects from them. And as time went on, we see he's calling the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Joel, all those prophets, God's spirit is on them, but not in the entire community, just on the few people God chose. But things began changing when God says, I will pour out my spirit on every flesh. So if you go to Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29, I'll ask you when you go back home, get that chapter out. God says, I will pour out my spirit on every flesh. You say, free of slaves, Gentiles of free. He says, all human beings will receive my spirit so that everyone should know Everyone will no longer need one person to tell us what God wants. That the Spirit will be in us to help us know what God wants. In other words, it was a breaking away from this monopoly that the Spirit is on one person. God says, I'll give to every flesh the Spirit. That's Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 9. That's why today we come to the Pentecost. Now what God promised through the prophets and Joel is fulfilled today on the Pentecost. So many years had passed, 
God fulfills the prophecy he gave, the promise of pouring out his spirit to all of us. That's why Pentecost is important, not because it happened in history, but because it happens today and every day. The Spirit of God descends on all of us to transform us into what God is calling us to be. In the first reading, we see the role of the Spirit. When the Spirit came, what did he do? He transforms. The disciples, as we hear the first church, it wasn't a building, it was a community of people, a community of believers in Christ. They were all together. They were all gathered. The importance of gathering as a community. The Spirit descends on the community and transforms these men and women who have been afraid. When Jesus was arrested or killed, they're all afraid, they're scared. Now what happens? When the Spirit comes, he transforms them from being timid to proclaimers of the good news publicly. Something happened. Something changed. The Spirit conquered their fear. The Spirit enabled them to overcome their fear so they may obtain their goal. The second thing we see is in our responsorial psalm. We say the Spirit comes to renew the face of the earth. Now, unless we haven't been around, but we know throughout this pandemic, we can all use the Holy Spirit to renew the face of our earth because things have gone wrong. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of things that need to be renewed. So the Spirit comes to transform, to renew. But also, in the second reading, we see the Spirit also welcomes. Paul is telling us that we are all born of the same Spirit, Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. So in this family of God, we are all welcomed in the same Spirit. It doesn't matter the class, the race, or the gender. He says we are all one person because we share in the same spirit. The spirit welcomes. And the fourth, the spirit throws us into action. That's why Jesus says, he breathes the Holy Spirit on his disciples and says, go and forgive sins. Go and proclaim. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, it's not like we've won a jackpot. Say, well, ho ho, thank God. He says, no, when we receive the Spirit, we are sent into action. Now, where is God sending you? Because all of us sitting here this evening, we're receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And God is sending us to someone, to somewhere. Where is God sending you tonight? Where is God sending you after here? Because that's what the Spirit does helps us to go into action. So as today we come to pray together, receiving these gifts, let us ask the Spirit to give us the strength we need, the courage we need, the love we need, so that as we live, we go into the world and transform it as God wants the world to be transformed. It's the Spirit working through us that makes the difference, not us. Let us be open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and also let us be open to the movements of the Spirit. Wherever he wills, he blows. The Lord be with you.